0: You're listening to the Missouri Realtors podcast. Join
1: us as we deliver an in-depth analysis of industry news while speaking with industry experts on their successes and failures. Along the way, we'll also share strategies
0: and practices to help you become a more successful realtor. Hello friends and welcome to the Missouri Realtors podcast. I'm Andrea Sheridan, your current 2023 president, and Oh my gosh! I'm so excited about our podcast session today. I have Cricket with us. Cricket, introduce yourself to everybody.
1: Hey guys, I'm Cricket Staggs. I'm from the Lake of the Ozark Board of Realtors, the Lebanon area, the Lake of the Ozarks area down here. I'm from Lebanon. I grew up down here. Uh, we've already done plenty of discussions about who I am and where I'm from. Um, I came. I'm an ambassador for the uh, landing page, right? The Missouri mm-hmm. landing page. And we had a discussion about AI, and I did the clever thing of I didn't, you know, I'm I'm good at writing an article. I'm not a, a a writer but artificial intelligence is is handy so i asked it to have a conversation with me about real estate topics and then i brought that to our real estate world and i assume that's probably why you guys are like hey come on the podcast let's talk about ai
0: yeah for sure so ai has kind of taken the the real estate industry by storm and i think most people know it as chat gpt and there's other platforms so i'm i'm new to this whole world so break it down for me i'm okay just like Net it out. I don't, I don't
1: even know what we're doing. <laughs> I got, brought a list. So um, for what it's worth, the start, AI is not necessarily what you think it is, but it's exactly what you think it is. So you've got AI in your pocket already. We all have some type of smart device that we can push a button and say, hey, what's the what times the sun go down tonight in Lebanon, Missouri? And it'll tell you. You know That's an artificial intelligence program. This is an algorithm that was built to answer that question. So it's built to ask the internet a question, gather the response, and give it to you. Right, So that's that system and that's what it's built for. When Siri was introduced, for example, from Apple, um, a lot of people didn't realize it's not in your phone, it's in a central computer somewhere and you're talking to it and then it comes back to you with the responses. So that's what AI is and some common AI that I've got in my list here so that I didn't forget. Siri and Alexa, of course, as I mentioned, um, Tesla, anytime that you're using it, it's got an AI algorithm system that's helping you to do some artificial driving. A lot of Apple stuff with face recognition and looking at your phone, Autocorrect, standard autocorrect system that you've been using for a long time. Do you remember when it went from, and I don't want to date you, so you may not be as old. as <laughs> um, I. There was a time when it went from just giving you autocorrect for when your words were wrong to telling you when your grammar was wrong.
0: Correct, yeah. Very
1: clever, right? So um, that was artificial intelligence as well. And these things are literally just electronic algorithms that are built to do a job, right? So the, the AI that everybody's been blowing up about over the past um, six months to eight months is a thing called Chat GPT, right? And that comes from OpenAI, which is a source that was again—it's just—it's a bunch of collaboration from a bunch of different people that came together to make this. And it's basically—I described it, and Tristan liked this description. I, I found it again from somewhere else. I can't—I didn't write down where I got it, but it's basically a really smart parrot that's read the entire internet. So when you go to it and ask it a question, which for backfill for consumer or for anybody that's listening to this, um, OpenAI.com is the website, and it is a free platform. You just have to sign up for it. And bear in mind with great power comes great responsibility, right? That's Spider-Man, right? And I literally just said that you can log in for free. So that means that anybody can log in. And what they're logging into is the ability to talk to a system that is a very intelligent parrot that has searched the entire internet and gotten, as mentioned, its MBA and all of its law degrees and all of the different types of degrees that it can get and knows everything from a really smart parrot standpoint. Remember, a really smart right. parent. So it hasn't verified
0: anything. It's just finding answers that are in the internet.
1: Right. So a lot of different ways that that can be used, of course, and a lot of different ways that it can be used correctly or incorrectly. As realtors, um, some of the things that we focus on, of course, the first thing that I would look at is the code of ethics, right? And we check the ability to use this system against that code. So, of course, I'd assume that would be something we would want to talk about. And again, this is not my conversation, boss. It's yours. And I'm just <laughs> glad to, be here to discuss it. So common AI, common uses, MLS, we just had a, an announcement that the MLS system was going to allow for an AI system to write the description of the photos that we entered, because a lot of agents will enter photos, but not a description for those photos, even though we have the ability to type it up. So that's one way this again, an agent encounters it currently. They have an AI system that's entering that for them, possibly through their MLS.
0: Well, and I see it as something that can definitely help us with that. But at the end of the day, we're still responsible for that information. So oh, no matter where you're sourcing your your remarks from, you still have to make sure it's accurate.
1: Absolutely. And you can easily and quickly get a definition for how that works by going into a system like this and saying, write me a description for 123 Main Street on any town USA. And if you do that, it'll write an amazing description for a beautiful home that doesn't exist. And then if you go back and say, okay, now write me this and here, I'll read what you I was training the agents, right? And I'm, you know, I'm going to give you a tip here that we can take through this Um it's a way to ask it for these prompts that gives it what it gives you what you're asking for and gives a flesh out to the discussion. So if you were just asking, give me a description for 123 Main Street, it might pop out whatever. But if you went back in and told it to take on the persona of and gave it an expert um, to give it um, a composition that you need and format the length right. Um, to give it the output that it should include, the relevant data that it should include, like it's a single family or it's a a single story or things like that. It's a one owner. So if you were to rewrite that and come on uh, and say, for example, take on the persona of a real estate advertising professional writer, compose a listing uh, description that's uh, under a thousand characters in length. I actually put 500 to a thousand characters in length. The output should include 123 Main Street, Anytown Missouri, a three bedroom, two bath home that's a one owner, extremely good condition, stainless steel appliances, granite countertops, a new roof. See, I'm just describing the house. A new roof updated in 2021. This home's 2,300 square feet, includes a formal dining. You can guess what it's going to do. It took that and it entered an actual description that I again would further edit before I were to put it in the listing service. Now, I babble, I talk a lot. It's easy for me to come up with words. It's understandable that an amazing sales professional may not be able to create this type of a description and where you would have to hire it out before, you'd be able to do this pretty succinctly talking to this system and having it talk back to you. That's an amazing thing, but using the prompt appropriately is important. And if it comes up to say that it's a two-story home and it's not, or again, if I, I asked it to, first time I did that, I asked it to write a description for an actual listing I had that was active. And it was a listing that had rent or, rent or damage and that type of stuff and was priced accordingly and all that. It wrote the most amazing flowery description that, right? And the other problem- it made was,
0: the house sound amazing and it really wasn't- Not only
1: did it make it sound like it wasn't. So then in my opinion, that's unethical to present it as it's not, right? You're going to walk in yeah. this house and be like, yeah, that's, they didn't say that, right? This whole thing needs to be redone or whatever. Um, but at the same time, it gave me exactly 749 characters you know so it gave me exactly what I needed there it 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 used my words and gave me proper grammar so that's very important and some people don't have the best grammar and again if I could give any gift to my fellow agents it would be to give them amazing grammar yeah I can't, I can't do that so this system can and it can tell you if you ask it how is this grammatically incorrect?" it can do so and again I know I rattled a lot so that, just oh, that's just one amazing. thing that agents can use
0: so it's more about like it will, I, I think the the saying, you get great answers by asking great questions exactly. is is the how, how we need to be thinking about chat GPT as well Is we have to ask it the right questions to get the right response.
1: Exactly. And of course, you, we're talking about personal use. So remember, there's all sorts of wild things that this can be used for, like corporate use, right, which is where some of the pitfalls come in. I talked about a very extreme positive that we can jump in and use today. So I'd like to point out that, as mentioned, with great power comes this great responsibility. So the problems, extreme problem of plagiarism, this thing, it'll tell you that it's that it's something that's not written by somebody else, but everything on the internet is written by somebody else. So you do have to watch out for plagiarism. The way that I was introduced to GPT was by watching two college students on my Facebook page that were chatting. And they were talking about how one was saying, I'm having a problem getting this system to spit out an answer that will that my school will take because it's got a system that tells them that i'm plagiarizing this document and it's chat gpt and the other guy wow. said oh you just want to run it through bard and then it'll you take the one from chat gpt and you run it through bard which is another system and then it'll come in as accurate and the conversation you said hey it worked and i got a whatever 97 or whatever and i just came in and said so you guys just don't even do your college work both of them immediately blocked me from their facebook page
0: <gasps> oh my goodness
1: So, of course, the problem with plagiarism, um, the problem with fake news and fake stories, if you ask it for an economic understanding about something that doesn't exist, it will actually plagiarize a whole story about how that economic description exists or how that uh, component exists or how that math exists. Um, Violations of private data. I don't know if you're familiar with the term uh, Cambridge Analytica and Mm -hmm. Mark Zuckerberg going in front of the federal government and having to pay a $5 billion fine they gave away 87 87 million people's personal data. So it's our personal private data, which as you know, is something that we protect in the industry consumers personal private data, right? So that's a very big problem. And then there's, um, yeah, again, just violation data. Built-in bias, that's the biggest one, built-in bias. I want to talk to you about bias because that's that's one that a lot of people don't realize. But of course, the system I just mentioned is able to read the entire internet and it's just a parrot. So it's going to parrot things from the internet that can date back to some very biased, very incorrect times that, again, there were times in the corporate world where it was all men that were working in the business. So, of course, the system is going to be biased towards men. If it's in a hiring function, it's giving you the best applicant from these 95 applicants. It's going to display a historical bias for your business, not necessarily a wise thing.
0: Right. So, and I, know- I mean, going back to like, like the trust but verify. So you you can use any of these tools yet you have to verify the information and I think you have to do an additional scrub for for those biases um, the, that you're talking about, whether that be just in the perspective of what was the loudest voice on the internet for a certain topic. Um, right. that's that's very interesting. Um, what in in using this and and kind of, um, spending I mean you've you spent a lot of time studying this and using this what would you say are the top things that in your real estate business you would use this as an application
1: so and to be fair for what it's worth I always try and approach things from a I'll call it a realistic perspective some people would call it a negative perspective but it's better to measure twice and cut once than to continually cut a board too short if that makes sense So, of course, the first thing I did was approach it from the perspective of we should not be using this unless it's for this particular stance. Right. And I still kind of hold that to some degree, because, of course, again, there are so many things that this system can do that don't really help you. They actually hinder your business. For example, even the description that I asked it to write, if I were to read you this description, it would sound like every listing description in the world. (laughs) And that's not helping your seller. I mean, in my opinion, it's important to put the persona of the property out there appropriately when you're selling a property, right? Obviously, you may not get the most value for that property or the best deal for the seller, right? Um, So giving it the same description that every house on the block's ever had is not necessarily what you want to do. But of course, again, the positive to that is that if you have a hard time writing a description, give you a great description.
0: It gives your ideas. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. The positives that I came up with were again, immediately grammar. Anytime that you have a question about your grammar, you can pop in here and ask it how you could rephrase that, right? You don't get that with Microsoft Word. Um, when you when you type up something and it tells you that your grammar is incorrect, it might give you a slight rephrasing, but it can't give you a whole rephrasing of the paragraph. Um, talking things through about what you want to do. Say you want, I want to make five videos on my Facebook. AI, you're going to help me. And it'll say, cool, here's the list of things that I need to do in order to, and again, Great questions is how you start with this system. So, hey, AI, if I wanted to do this, how would I? Another way that I used it, I'm a member of several uh, not-for-profits, so there's bylaws out there all over the world, right? We took the bylaws from a local association that was similar in Springfield that we don't have here in Lebanon, and we basically just cut and paste them with their permission, right? But then we popped into that AI system and asked it to change out where it said GLOW to LEP and all this stuff, right? So that helped. And then we asked it to rephrase this for and we added in some variables like they had um, a three year term for president and uh, vice president. And we wanted to switch that in a certain way. And it was easy enough to type in to ask it to do it and then to proofread and verify that it's done it. A friend of mine that's a lawyer, um, I commented to him joking about it. And I said, man, this is, you know, again, I can write bylaws in 30 seconds if I want to. And he said, yeah, but you want to read them carefully and bring them to me. And I said, of course. And that's why I'm asking do you think that this is something that will hurt your business? He said, no, this is the type of thing that will supercharge a lawyer's business, just like it should supercharge your business. But if you do it the wrong way, you lose your license. If I do it the wrong way, I get disbarred and it will all be unethical to do it the wrong way. anyway. So be careful. He gave me very good advice in that respect.
0: That's awesome. I mean, so instead of having to retype an entire document or come up with it from scratch, you can take this system and be able to just change out the things that you want to change out. Um, I can see that having amazing applications for for a lot of different industries. Um, So other, I mean, we talked a lot about like listing descriptions and stuff like that. Do you see any other applications that a real estate agent would use ChatGPT on a regular basis?
1: Um, anytime that you've got common wording issues, you know, scripts are just words that we use often, right? So if you feel like your scripts aren't working, try plugging your scripts in and talking to it about how you can adjust them. Um, you can use the system for repetitive tasks. So again, if you've got a task that takes a lot of typing, um, that's going to be relatively repetitive, you can plug that in. I see a lot of back-end tool systems in the association, right? Um, in the, the, the brokerage office, in the personal agent's office, and their ability to to supercharge back-end portions of their job where they're, again, they're having to write a description for something a hundred times. The first time I write a description, I'm pretty good. About the hundredth time that I have to describe a kitchen, it's just worth salad. <laughs> so having something that I can plug that photo into, and it actually gives me an idea of what it is that it's seen there and pulls some facts from that, right? Uh, gorgeous stone countertops pops out a lot better when there's gorgeous stone countertops. And as you as you know, you see a hundred houses in them a week. It gets difficult,
0: right? Yeah.
1: So taking some of that load off of your shoulders where it's appropriate to do so, right? And helping you to supercharge your business. It's really just getting into its infancy of what it's going to be able to do for us. But it's amazing how much is there. and It's layers upon layers. of This is called a large language model this is what ChatGPT is. So it's literally just an understanding of language from an electronic perspective. So, again, there's, there's a lot that I'm still just learning you can do. Um, rewriting original material, you got know, something that you've written that's very large that you want rewritten a certain way. As you know, some pieces are better written this way for Facebook written that way for Instagram, or if at all written for Instagram, um, Twitter, you've got a limit to the amount of characters. Um, Oh golly, there was some fun ones. Uh, you see the parodies that people have been doing, right. Um, yeah. All these agents out here that want to do these parodies but can't come up with the writing, the lyrics, yeah, right. This I, I told it to write me a, a, to rewrite this song about houses, and boom, it was just an amazing rewrite. I can pick up the guitar and immediately start singing it.
0: Oh my gosh! I, I'm That's calling so Dale, fun.
1: I'm calling Dale Chumbly. He's got to get that one. You know, th- this is a really cool thing. Um, so there's going to be a lot of different ways that these systems will be able to supercharge what we do and how we do it. Because of course, when it comes down to it, it's not being about being like a Uh, internet influencer, right? Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the term influencer. (laughs) I'm still trying to figure out exactly what that means, right? So (laughs) somebody mentioned the other day. It's not
0: an aspiration for me. I'm good.
1: (laughs) Well, somebody mentioned the other day at a meeting that they're flying in influencers so that they can get some exposure on TikTok and all that stuff. It's like, wow, is this really how this works? Because, you know, the lake, we've got got some big money floating around at the lake, right? Um, And it's amazing to see how how social media affects that. Um, a lot of my business comes from social media, right? I kind of focus on it and I'm just my unique self. So for example, go on to social media. Again, the reason I'm here is because I have a frank, honest conversation where I didn't script it and I'm telling you exactly how I feel.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think so, um, I think consumers and and just regular public alike are are drawn to that transparency. Um I can see this being something that can benefit. Our, our sellers and our consumers, like and we think of um, agents who are not thorough in their MLS descriptions, who don't have descriptions of the photos, but yet that's what people are searching for. And as people are searching more on the internet, if your listing shows up more because it has more descriptors in the photos and people can search by the criteria, if I know I need a house with white kitchen cabinets and all of your photos are labeling the white kitchen cabinets, I think that's something that can definitely help our consumers. So It's
1: good. It helps to flesh things out a little bit more. And again, you get into a repetitive nature in doing any job where you forget about all the little intricacies of the unique consumer perspective, for example. Right. They're not looking at hundreds of houses. They're trying not to anyways. They're trying to find that house. Right. So they want to see as much as possible. They want to get as much information as possible. They want to have accurate information in front of them and they want to have it as quickly as possible. Right. And that's not to say that we need to provide everything right now. We can't sometimes, but the more that we can provide right now, the better off we are for our consumers. A good example of that and what's happening right now as I see in real estate and how it's a double-edged sword, you have the ability to have a AI system, a chat bot on your webpage. I go to your webpage, it pops up and says, how can I help you? And then it, again, in my opinion, should immediately state on the local office electronic assistant or whatever, how can I answer your questions or something like that, right? Um, it's the double-edged sword again, of where I've seen brokerages in other states that are advertising, talk to our, talk to Megan in the office and they've got a digital Megan. And if you call the office and ask it a question or go to the chat bot and ask it how many bedrooms are in that house or what its price is, that bot will answer that question. And immediately I have a problem with that right. with the law and with the code of ethics. So what I would recommend, I've got it right there on the wall. I'll keep pointing at it over there. Um, grab it study it, right? Know it well, and then measure what you do in your business against it in all things. And AI is that as well. Yeah. So So you're like practicing without a
0: license, um, kind of.
1: Right. And again, right. And as mentioned, the code of ethics, the duty to the public and the duty to the, the fellow realtors and the duty to the land, right. Um, the duty to be honest with all parties and to not make a false representation of anything. As we've talked about just today, making a false representation is quick and easy. You tell it to do so, and it will quickly tell you about this amazing home and how clean it is when you walk in it, and it's definitely not what you thought it was. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, so I, I wanted to um, kind of play around with it. So I was looking at, um, as a real estate agent, several ways um, that we can use ChatGTP and G. Yeah, I did say it right. Okay, and so I asked, like, why would a real estate what are What are some things that real estate agents can do to improve their business? Um, So it was interesting. The like, you could ask it about um, what are the best lead generation um, types. What how do we provide personalized property recommendations? Um, Helping with virtual tours. creating content. So if you need articles for your newsletter, or um, if you're wanting to do blog posts, uh, making information on your website sound prettier, maybe even your resume, um, that that was an interesting way that you could use this in a way not just for the property descriptions, but um, other things that you're doing. Um, It also gave some recommendations on how we improve our emails and our text messages so that way we are being persuasive and succinct in the way that we communicate because we know that most real estate agents we, we like like you said we talk a lot we use a lot of words how do I make this sound more business professional instead of like hey friend how's it going will you sign this thing um Absolutely.
1: So doctors right now, surgeons are using this to give more bedside manner to their communication because of course, surgeons that get in there and do the hard work, they're not the nurse and they're not there to help you through the pain afterwards. And they just yank you around and do their job, right? It's the same when they talk to you. Okay. So you've got cancer. You got about a 15% chance, whatever, right? They're just going to tell you exactly what's up and lay it out. So asking it to help you to soften the tone or whatever is a great thing. Here's an example I pulled up from my, uh, my chat. Uh, open AI conversations, just to give you an idea of a way that an agent could immediately plug in and start. Have you ever heard the term, I don't test well? Yeah, You'll have some people will tell you, well, that means that you don't, you don't know anything. You know, the the part is when we prove out what you know, that's not true. That just means that you get in panic mode sometimes, or you have an an inability to express things in a written format or whatever. So here's an example. Uh, I asked it, you're going to be my marketing advertising advisor for my real estate business. My intent, I gave it the name of the company. My intent is to create advertising that draws consumers to engage with my social media and eventually add themselves to my CRM so that I can be their realtor. Ask me 15 questions that can that I can answer that will help you to do your job as effectively as possible. And then yes. it, asked me, it asked me 15 questions. It was, what specific services does your company offer in real estate? Who's your target audience? And it asked, I'm going to give you the first sentence of each. It was a paragraph for each what geographic area do you serve? What sets you apart from other companies in the area? Do you have an existing brand or marketing materials you can share? What social media platforms do you use see how it's, it just fleshes out exactly what to do. And that gave me several more. I mean, I gave it all the answers and it asked me more questions. <laughs> Thank you for providing that information. Based on your responses, here's some additional questions. And it popped out five more that were like, could you provide more details about the technological solutions you mentioned for viewing properties from long distances? I told it that one of the things I can do is use the virtual systems like the gimbal and virtual tours and such to help clients walk through the property. It asks more about how to flesh out that marketing plan. And then it gives me a 10 step marketing plan afterwards. It's amazing.
0: Holy so- moly. That's amazing.
1: Vet it, right? Read it all. And if it doesn't make sense, ask it why or tell it that you have an ethical problem with that and it will try and readjust. Um, there's a thing that chat AI does. I call it lying. <laughs> um, but you, you, the, the systems, these uh, the people that create it, they call it hallucination. So chat AI will hallucinate something for you as a good idea, right? And so yes. of course you're brain is still better than chat AI. Um, yes. So you judge that and decide what's best. Take it to your broker. There's one term that I haven't said yet. That's that's an important one. You Should have started with that. Go to your broker or don't use the system at all without speaking to your broker. As a matter of fact, that seems wise at this point to be yeah. giving that price. Yes.
0: For sure. Okay. So I I think of this as probably a jumping off point or an idea generator or a a draft um, originator. And yet our brains still have to to follow up with the information. We still have to use our expertise, just like we tell people you you can't really um, price a home on on a computer screen. Um, you you can't view a home just on a computer screen. You have to have your expertise that you're putting towards this. Use your brain. Yes, love it.
1: Best advice possible. The chat, <laughs> getting even better. Moore's law says that it'll be in eighteen months. It'll be. Um, Half as expensive and twice as fast. I think that's how the system works. Um, You know, technology's been like that since the 70s, that they literally call it a law now, Moore's Law. Look into it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we think
0: about how fast technology has. The, the, the compound effect of technology where it um, we even think about back when we first had the first shuttle launches and things like that, that the computer could think so much faster than we could compute ourselves. And, and we see that the doubling and, and tripling of that computing power, the more information that's out there. And we think about big data and technology and all of that stuff. We can use it to our benefit, but it also could be a detriment. So we always have to wield that carefully, as you say.
1: The higher you rise, the farther you fall Yeah, yeah. O- or soar, as it were.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, now, this is awesome. I think, you know, if, if this is something that if you were like me and this is a topic that you were kind of terrified and you stuck your head in the sand and said, I don't I don't even want to do anything with that. I mean, like that that's a choice. And yet we're seeing that it's it's happening more often. We need to at least be aware of it. I would say.
1: Right. Well, to be frank, I don't use. The, in, in, I'm, I'm trying to come up with a metric for it. If I work 40 hours a week, I've maybe got 10 or 15 minutes of actual work time that I'll invest in using an artificial intelligence system like this current you know large language model actively to do something, and then the rest of the time is other you know I'm I'm doing those those tasks myself. I think these things are going to be more and more usable the more and more widespread they get, but it's all a matter of data input and data output right so garbage in, garbage out so for example historical bias for things like racial bias and stuff like that there's they're they're fervently working on ways to weed that out right in the corporate world where this is actually being used um you've got 95 job applicants and we're going to decide today who to pick from so they use the algorithm to decide who to pick from and there's actual court cases right now about how somebody says hey wait a minute I was passed over for zero reason. And they're saying, well, this large language AI model or whatever, this AI model is what we used. And they, the, the defense is, no, you have to explain to me why you-
0: Why I got weeded to, out.
1: It's federal law. And they say, well, the AI is doing it. It's an algorithm. And they say, well, you have to show us how the algorithm works then. And they say, no, that's proprietary information. We can't show you that. Well, that's not right.
0: Huh.
1: So we're learning. And again, with great power comes great responsibility. I think I've repeated it enough, Rand.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So I think um, you don't, I, I would say like it's not going to like dismantle your business if you don't use it. But I do see the time savings and the professionalism that you could add to your business by putting this into your business. So definitely something to check out. Um, Cricket, you've been so great at answering my questions, and I know you've been uh, a great uh, expert on um, helping our other Missouri Realtor uh, members be able to understand it a little bit more, and I I look forward to talking more about it at another time.
1: All about understanding things, and I'm very honored that you would ask. Thank you again, Ms. President.
0: Yeah, my pleasure. Well, thanks for joining us today on the Missouri Realtor Podcast. We'll see you next time.